Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is a joy to be here with you. I'm sitting here with Brent Bullard, Zach Martin, and Zach's daughter, Taylor Martin. Taylor! Oh, wow. That's <laughs> incredible. There's the prices so right. So excited. Taylor, we have been longing to hear your heart for men's ministry. And we were told that there's three things that your your daddy tells you that uh, that every woman needs to know. Can you tell us what those are real quick? Uh, you need to get a man that loves Jesus and loves Jesus and yourself. And when you get your air, when you get your oil changed, tell them not to change your air filter because they're just trying to rip you off. That <laughs> is incredible. Awesome. There you have it. There's my knowledge that I've passed on to my daughter and her mother is so proud of that. So. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Awesome. I think I learned something today as well. I learned to take notes on that. Oh, and a firm handshake. That's right. That's right. That's right. Good firm handshake right there. Boy, it's good to see you guys in person. It is. I, I got to have breakfast with uh, Brent earlier this week, and it's been a long time. But, Stephen, it's great to see you, man. Hey, you too. Yeah. You uh, you look like Zach. you like the same old person I remember. Hmm. Great. That's good. <laughs> Shake that one off. Yeah. Uh, one of the privileges of being able to, to get together in this kind of format is really being able to, to allow people to hear the heart for ministry that each of us have. And uh, Zach, men's ministry has been on your heart. I remember the first time sitting around a table with you and, and you sharing your heart for, for men's ministry. And so uh, this is a time for that, to share uh, how God has worked in your heart to have a, a passion to see men, what you want to see them come to know and to understand and to believe and apply um, and so, and we'll also talk a little bit about the plans for the fall and stuff like that, of course, but would you just tell us a little bit about your heart for men's ministry? What would be kind of your, your dream come true? Yeah, a dream come true would be that men would come to know that none of us are perfect. None of us have all the answers, uh, that how a sick man becomes well is through the word, through God's word. And, um, we are very reliant on each other. We need to figure that out quick and early. And the younger we figure that out, for our younger guys that are in college, seems like we're having a lot of, what's it called, retrition? How do you say that? We keep a lot of our college kids in town. They want to mm. stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our retention. Men, retention. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> See why I need men in my life? <laughs> That's it. But, um, but yeah, I would say that to know that we need to be accountable to each other as well. Uh, it's a lot easier for me to live on an island by myself. I want to be there by myself. Yeah. But knowing the dangers of that, guys, I have tried that so many times in my life, hit the repeat button a bunch of times of I can handle this by myself, whatever it might be, work, issues in my life, sin in my life. I've hit the wall every time and failed. And so I would love to see men more and more become that way. I, I get to tell a story many times over of my dad. Um, I watched him early in life and I've asked his permission to share this with other men. Mm -hmm. And he said, man, whatever it takes to get people to come to Christ. But my dad ran so many times early in life, mm -hmm. wanted to show up to church, look dressed up, balance his checkbook during church, clip his fingernails mm. and really not take what the Lord has given us as a body of men. Mm. It's not just church. It's not just a building. It is relationships that we have with each other and uh, a large part of that is not just something that I've come up with by myself, other than just scripture has, has told me how important it is to be in fellowship with other men. But the men that have fed into my life at a young age, Ron Schaub, 
um, uh, Gene Cagle, Rick Hurst, and even you guys coming in here the last three years, you've, you, you two have been a big impact in my life. And not only that, but just some of my younger peers, guys my age that are at Grace Bible now, raising kids together. A lot of us started out at Grace Bible in the early 2000s with no kids, and we <laughs> all got to hang out and do whatever we wanted. And now we're watching each other hmm. grow up and raise kids and our wives, and it's a, it's a wild ride. But yeah, relying on each other, helping each other. That's tremendous. You know, this has been uh, COVID has offered challenges, obviously, for every ministry. I know for men's ministry, we've shifted gears a little bit. And and because of the inability, uh, at least uh, temporarily, to, to meet in large groups, we started meeting in these these huddles. And I know we want to start huddles back up in September. Uh, but can you tell us a little bit about what a huddle looks like, uh, these groups of four men? Yeah, a group of four men, they would be led by a leader, of course somebody that we know and trust that can uh, not have every answer, mm -hmm. but just easily lead a session with four guys. But really, like you you said, Brent, and we both know this to be true, and just based on what I've seen in my own life, it really does need to be a majority of that group time needs to be accountability and fellowship. Mm -hmm. There will be a main part of it, the crux of it, of getting in the Word. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to be doing. But just to be able to sit down and look each other eye, and, eye to eye mm -hmm. and say, hey, is there anything killing you? Mm -hmm. Is there anything we need to talk about? And a lot of the time, it may just be time to listen for guys. It may be a good time for guys to really talk about things that are going on in their lives. But also, <laughs> that island that I talked about earlier, it, it really helps eliminate that mentality of take my ball and go home and do things myself. Mm -hmm. It takes that out of the picture. It, it enables you to... Uh, really, it's harder for me to trick you if if mm -hmm. if you're not seeing me, and that's what I've really not liked about COVID. Mm. It's it's been a win, I, I really believe, for the the darker half of life in that we've been taken away from each other, mm. and so uh, that group dynamic will be a time of prayer too, when we can pray and lift things up to the Lord and mm -hmm. and really just serve the Lord together. That's good. You know what would you say to uh, perhaps uh, uh, the wives in our congregation or moms in our congregation that may have uh, sons or husbands that uh, are either not uh, in the Lord, they're not believers, or they are, they're just, they're out of the fight. They're not, they're not walking with the Lord. They're not aiming to, to make disciples. Uh, they're really just on the bench. Uh, what would you say to uh, to those women who may be discouraged, even hearing something like this about men's ministry, excited, but at the same time discouraged if they, if they perceive that their husband is, is not doing well, the Lord? Know first and foremost that Zach Martin, the first thing he doesn't want to do early on a Thursday morning is meet with a bunch of men. It's, <laughs> it's our mentality. It's in us. But when you get there, and this is encouragement for me, when I get there, it's, it, it is refreshing. You know, whether I, the job, the profession I'm in makes me work late at night sometimes. Don't get a lot of sleep, maybe even before that meeting time. Uh, I know we'll talk about organization of meeting times later, but uh, to, to those women, you have three different kind of men. I've always thought this, men that want to be there, mm -hmm. men that their wives are pet begging and pleading them to be there, mm -hmm. or guys that just are curious and kind of don't really know where they're at and want to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I would say to that wife, please be prayerful. Please be patient. Uh, we've all have our turn and cycle of what the Lord's doing in our lives. 
And I would say um, also, please direct them to us. Please ask them anytime they want to talk to somebody, give them my number, find out what my phone number is. I don't care what time of night it is, what time of day, call me anytime. Mm. And I know the same would be said for you too. Uh, and what's great is we have a lot of older men that I know at our church mm -hmm. that would love to delve into some young guy's life, middle-aged guy's life or an older guy's life. I can match make you quick. And I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but I do know a list of gentlemen that would be there right. any moment, any time, because the fear is, and I know for a wife who is fervently in the word, wanting to push their husband, that's gotta be tough. I don't, I don't know what that would feel like, but it's got to be terrible. But my prayer and hope would be they would be definitely patient. Hmm. That's good. You know, I think that's one of the benefits of the huddle structure that we're pursuing at this time is groups of four that can, uh, that can meet whenever the group needs to meet. So uh, it's a small enough group to, uh, to make sure men don't fall through the crack, but it's also uh, it's a big enough group also to build new friendships, uh, build brotherhood together. And if, if the four want to meet, even if they want to meet via Zoom or if they want to meet in person, if they want to meet in the morning or in the evening, I think it builds a flexibility to do what, uh, you know, uh, Ralph Busby, he gave this example. I, I love it. He said uh, the difference between a, a, a reason and an excuse. He says an excuse is like a sausage. Uh, he says it's got a reason on the outside like the shell, but it's it's filled with a lie. And, and we can pretty easily because we've got so many different uh, things to be busy with and things demanding our time uh, as, as men, regardless of our, our age or specific season, it, it's really easy to make excuses for not digging in, for not desiring accountability, for not getting in the fight and pursuing other men and, and, uh, and serving our families in the way God calls us to. Uh, but uh, I know one of our prayers is that the huddles, the flexibility of the huddles will allow men that are just willing to say, you know what, I'm in. Uh, and just like you said, uh, you know, I, I saw last uh, in the summertime how you matched up a lot of groups uh, that we, it was the first kind of go to form those together. We had several multi-generational groups. We had some older men together with some younger men. Uh, and and it just really provides us an opportunity to, to cut through a lot of excuses that we can make. And that's what we're asking, right, is is lean in and, and let's run this race together. Let's sharpen each other in these little six week sprints. Um, and rest and then sprint again, rest and sprint again. And uh, that's, a, that's a privilege to be able to see that flow out. Zach, what would you say to the man who is in, uh, the brother who is in just a season that may not be predominant? They're either single, they're a widow, they're divorced, they're in that group right outside of college perhaps and, and, haven't, uh, and feel like maybe they're kind of in the hallway of life. How would you encourage uh, that, that brother to get involved? I would say for anything new, especially if this was a first time coming into a men's Bible study and you were single and you thought maybe a majority of the group was married or whatever it might be, there's always that first day of kindergarten. Hmm. There's always that first day of being worried that you may not fit in or your problems may be uh, less or you may not have something to offer. I guarantee you, please come give it a shot because with the leaders that we have set in place to run, run men's Bible study, um, they're going to be very patient and loving. And it takes all different types of walks because it's not if mm -hmm. we all are in some point or position in life, it's when. Mm -hmm. And we have to be ready for that. And, and what I love about grace 
everybody that I know at this church steps up to uh, up to the plate to help physically, spiritually, emotionally. And mm-hmm. so I would look at that and and I would encourage that person to to take a leap, to take that step of faith of going, you know, this is a this is a chance to be in a brotherhood. This is a chance to be a part of church family. It's not just a group or a setting or another program that we have at our church. This is to help us sharpen each other and get in the word. That's what I'd, I'd tell them. That's great. Stephen, as we begin John chapter 17 this week, we're also looking at a time in which college students, for the most part, the university students will be back with us. And even though a lot of these college freshmen may be nervous as they come to campus, one of the things that I'm excited about as we look at this text of Jesus praying for us, he's praying for those that will come after his disciples, the bride of Christ. He prays specifically. It's an unbelievable text we're going to look at. But a lot of those students will be those new people that Zach mentioned a moment ago. And I know we're talking about, or we're not talking about, we're going to do a, uh, a, an, a cookout after service. It'll, be, it'll all be outdoors. It's, it's pretty uh, excellent in the way it's organized. we got uh, Hyder Street's going to be closed down. We'll be able to go out there and eat together. It's going to be a great time. Um, but what would you tell, um, this is a question really for both of you guys, what would you tell our church family <clears throat> as really this is our home camp, this is our home, and we could be welcoming very possibly over 100 college students this Sunday that they have, they have left home and they are, they are nomads. You know, they're trying to figure out their way. Uh, and so what would you tell our, our, our church members who will be there on Sunday or thinking about coming on Sunday? Well, some of them, you know, are going to be brand new, even to Nacogdoches. Some of them may be brand new to our church, never have been here before. Kind of like that first day of kindergarten like or first day of yeah kindergarten, like you said. Um, so what an opportunity to get to know someone new when you see new faces that are there that maybe you haven't seen in a while or you don't recognize for the person that maybe went home for the summer and kind of rode out this COVID season and they're maybe coming back into town and that kind of thing. What a joy it would be for them to see familiar faces for you to be the people to go out and really welcome them. And then to find people that you've never seen before, because there's going to be some um, mm-hmm. this Sunday. And um, and to really just bring them in, like like the atmosphere that that Zach is describing about men's ministry, our church is that church. We are a warm, uh, welcoming body of people. And so we want to live up to... To our reputation, I mean that's that's who we are. Uh, we are. Somebody told me the other day, Grace Bible Church is just full of grace, and that's that's true. And so we want to extend that grace to those newcomers, and um, and people will be welcoming back. And so I, I would just come this Sunday with that mission in mind of being intentional to not only. Um, connect with that person. But Brent, like you've taught me to kind of spider web it where you, you find a person that maybe you don't know and then connect them with another person that they maybe don't know. And that way we're networking all kinds of people together that it would be a warm and welcoming um, family for them. Yeah. Just an encouragement to our church. Like you said, Stephen, just really a lot of what you said was right on of just for young people to get to see a genuine church. And for us as a church to look at that as part of partnering with Roman and the college ministry, hmm. um, and what a beautiful thing for us just to be encouraging. Whether you're an adopted Jack person, whether you're uh, love to hang out with college students, if that even even isn't a part of what your palate is, go up and and really get to meet some of these younger students. I'm thrilled, guys 
that they're having face-to-face classes. I am yeah. thrilled that personally that is a, a win to me. And so to have these young men and women back on our campus in our city, hopefully turning into some of those younger couples that are even staying in NAC after four years, mm-hmm. uh, half of them working at commercial bank here in town. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it, what a huge win for our church to have people come partner with us and be a part of Word Worship Service family. And what a great way to do that. Again, just multi-generational church. It's a beautiful thing, and it works out great here. And so excited for them to be a part just as much as I'm excited to see salt and pepper mm-hmm. hanging out in, you know, in church as well. So Yeah, you said the word multi-generational. This will actually be the first Sunday uh, that we'll have pre-K care. And yes. so I know we've got a great team and uh, I encourage folks to continue to pray about getting involved and helping that ministry. It's going to be a great Sunday. I think we're going to see a lot of families back and entrusting their kids uh, into that uh, that time of preparation. So uh, it's, it's going to be an exciting Sunday this, this, uh, this week. Yeah. Yeah. And I personally want to tell every man in our church is, is this being a part of men's ministry, nothing better or better service to get to work in than kids ministry. And uh, I almost would love to sit here and threaten all of our men, but I love, <laughs> I love all of them, but what a great ministry to be a part of. And I love that we have so many women. I mean, even growing up, so many women, mm-hmm. a part of yeah. uh, kids ministry. I was taught by a tremendous amount of them, but for those kids to see men in leadership roles, uh, teaching and singing and waving their arms and yeah. acting silly, but also at the same time getting to pray, getting to do craft time together. It is a mm. really, I think, a necessity that we're meeting, we're missing out on here at Grace. But mm. that's just my plug for Jenny because I love her ministry. But, but yeah. Well, I don't think we can conclude a, a time talking about men's ministry better than that, investing in the youngest that's right. Yeah, we're looking forward to being here and being together uh, this Sunday with all of you. Uh, again, excited to welcome back our college students and our newcomers. Um, and so we'll see you there to uh, love on our church family. See you then. Adios. Bye, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs>